y'all niggas like one yes sir yeah we are the wash guys wash never washed up i am draft i am sean luke picard yeah back again we are back once again you know what i'm saying another one fantastic four minus two uh we are here um that's all i really had prepared that was definitely a better intro than last time it just took one take yeah yeah yeah. so the rest of the podcast is gonna be a freestyle we'll figure this shit out as we go along yeah yeah so that's all i had it's like life yeah podcast is a metaphor for life that's oh yeah four minus two is a two Mm -hmm. i got some here let's run with it yeah 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 so that was my uh ensemble (laughs) (laughs) how was your week uh fuck this week um feel that i didn't do anything but i am back here once again four minus two (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, man it's been a (laughs) it's been a mixed bag man it's been a trail mix of tragedies it's been a ensemble of anarchy yeah collective chaos if you will yeah. it's just been a lot I think the more the more I start to look at the news feeds that the various news feeds that I allow myself to be privy to the more disappointed I am just in not even in society so much as like myself for being entertained by it like I've talked about my addiction to World Star, and actually we'll we'll talk about it later. But World Star definitely came into play as far as giving me topics for this pod. But I get all the nigga news and the national news, only the mostly the negative national news from World Star. But it's pretty much the same on any news media source. My Apple News gives me the same stories that I see on CNN's feed that I see. Scrolling across the ticker or whatever TV I'm watching in the barbershop or at the gas station. You know what I mean? So you're just kind of inundated with information that you don't even necessarily want. It just becomes tiring. So having more time to myself, like I just realized sometimes I got to check out. I can't do shit. I don't want to look at no screen. I don't want to see anything that I'm not actually volunteering myself, my time for. Um, especially looking forward to, I as much as I hate to say it, like working again. I had an interview earlier this week. And you know how you know, you kind of know you're going to get the job, but you don't necessarily want the job. <laughs> like, yeah, let me get this shit. It's, gonna, it's, like a, it's like a two when you had a wide open three. Like, I, all I had to do was step back, and I was there. And that's kind of how I feel with life. Like, I kind of got to just step back and give it the space it needs in order to be what it is. This time period has been very tumultuous, to say the least. Like I, I, I seen a lot happen, and and been through a lot of different scenarios, and I'm just kind of ready to settle down. So if work does that, I'm satisfied. If work calms my schedule or the chaoticness of life down, I'm I'm all right with it. I don't know. I'm always in between everything. Like I don't know. Life gets too chaotic. I think I want some calmness, and when life gets too calm. I tend to think I feel like I need to spice it up a, a bit. So, yeah, it's definitely a seesaw. Yeah. Um, it's tricky to play that game. So, I don't know, man. Don't get too focused on one. You might miss the other. Yeah. This is, like I said, man, it's a seesaw. I want something different. That's really what it is. I just want something different. Um, in the meantime, things like this, the pod, working on a lot of music. I mean, life is different than, I mean, death is different than life, but, you know what I'm saying? You might not always want something different. <laughs> different. I mean, that's a, that's an extreme. There are different aspects of life, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> life gets difficult enough, you may prefer you gotta, death. That's why you got to pinpoint on what you actually want, rather than just saying you want something different, because different could be a lot of bubbles. This is true. You know what I'm saying? It could be A, B, C, or D. You got to fill that bitch in, though. But uh, yeah, anyway. <laughs> philosophical philosophical draft is back as you can see, um, but yeah, that was a long, long and the short of my week. Um, we didn't talk about or prepare any wash moments. Uh, yeah, I don't necessarily I don't know, know if I have one. I don't really have one. Yeah. Um, 
get into topics. All right, so today's biggest news story is the Supreme Court finally deciding to overturn the Roe versus Wade decision, which gives states the right to legalize or outlaw abortion. Um, and there are a lot of states that already have their own rendition of abortion laws, but now it kind of gives a lot more power to the state governments in order to control a woman's right to, you know, abortion. <laughs> I was looking for the right words. Like I don't mean this, to giggle, but yeah. around away, like the continuation of pregnancy, pregnancy. Um, but let's talk about what it really is. At least for what I what I what I really think it is. Um, it's more of a humanity issue, like people taking liberties over other people's humanity, uh, and it. It's unfortunate that we've seen it in so many different ways over the past few years, whether it be like I, the, the, one of the arguments on Twitter is whether or not this is any has any correlation to the government infringing on people's right to get this vaccine or not. And it's seeing jump the boundary between like just the media stories and the coverage they were giving it to it being actual like jobs and companies requiring you to get vaccinated if you wanted to keep your job and the encroachment upon people's ability to make their own decisions and idealistic freedom that we thought we had is no longer that. This feels like another step in the wrong direction or is another another step in the wrong direction. And it's a big step. Like, I've never seen uh, a decision so telegraphed like it's like they've been trying to do this shit for years, and even a, a couple months prior, the uh, there was a draft that linked to this bill actually going to the Supreme Court, and people were up in arms. But it brings the conversation. Like I feel how I remember you saying on a podcast a few a while back where you was like, "Yo, the older you get, the more conservative you get," and um, I don't think it's necessarily a political conservative conservatism. More so in an idea conservatism, like, and I don't mean that from the standpoint of oh, abortion is a sin against God. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I, I take the offset approach. Like, you know what I'm saying? I think men should stay out of women's business. Like, it's a, it's imperative that these issues are agreed upon from a, a stance of we have no say over what you do, and. Our understanding comes from you getting a better picture of what you want to do. And that varies. Um, one of the things that I think people negate when they talk about the issue of intersectionality and um, when it comes down to racism or intersectionality when it comes down to women's rights is the fact that like, when you're discriminated against, you got a lot more in common than you do um, than you do than reasons you have to be at odds. And I think that in this time, people who feel some way, in some way discriminated against by the government or the the economic financial structures that we have in place, like figure out where your common interest lies and, and stand on that based on the people that you know are directly affected. Like there doesn't need to be a this grand shadow cast over like the idea of activism where we feel like oh, I don't necessarily have a dog in this fight. Or I don't know if I'm really willing to go. Like to this length in order to prove a point. Like, yeah, my whole thing is um, most of these things are like very um, intelligently designed. So it's not. I don't know, man. I feel like people have very simplistic ways on the way to approach how to deal with racism, classism within the uh, government or within the voting the combines of voting or, or the confines of voting and everything like so um yeah ideally uh the majority votes for this type of thing and you know we believe most of us are good people and that's the way everything goes and superman saves lois lane and shit but that's not how the like the real world works like most in real life like people are easily manipulated and shit so it's like yeah man like people may like ultimately feel like a certain way about what well, you know the topic now is um abortions and things like that but it could be whatever the topic is when it was police shootings no american feels like 
innocent people should get shot by the police, but the way government officials tend to word things and the way bills are voted for is easily manipulated. So I don't know, man. I, I don't look for any change in the near future. I like idealistically that would happen, but like realistically, I don't, you know, I live in the realistic world, so I don't really believe anything. Like people are easily, easily manipulated, man. Like the, whatever, uh, it seems, seems to be just whatever Republican, um, idea that they want to get you know to become a, a a major red flag to um middle america or the um the zeitgeist of america like they tend to be able to make it a a, a big thing wherever they like want it to be whether it's abortion one week or it's like you know fucking you know uh, the NRA next week. Yeah. Like well, no matter what happens and no matter how tragic it is to the American people at the end of the day, AR 15s are still legal. Yeah. Abortions. It's hard aren't. not to, it's hard not to combine those two ideas because, because of what we know about politics thus far, like it is a lot of like pinching and bargaining. And, um, one of the conversations that was being had, I think I saw on Instagram, just tapping into people's different, different people's lives. I think it might have been Griff's. That was weird. That was a double entendre. Uh, tapping into different people's lives. Anyway, but um, <laughs> one of the guys on there was talking about um, how this isn't necessarily about legislation. Like, they have no real... They're not necessarily considering the lives that they're putting at stake. Like, it's more so about voters. Oh, like voters. Instagram. Yeah. Oh yeah. Go on. And, and you see it? Yeah. It, it was a you know, it was a late yeah. bloomer. Yeah. Uh <laughs> that shit had to sting a little bit, but uh but he was saying it's more so about appealing to a certain type of voter so other legislation can go through. And I think about the fact that we've had so much conversation about gun control and the legislation that it would take, but they kinda did this right under our noses and it's not necessarily a a standing point that anybody in America really felt that strongly about until the draft leaked and everybody kind of stood up and, and was up in arms against it. So I, I don't know if we necessarily, like this is one of those things that makes me bring voting into question. It's like, yeah, we kind of got to vote these people in in order to get our side and perspective heard. Otherwise, we don't have a chance. My whole big thing about art, you know, I didn't, I didn't wrote over this point a thousand times over this podcast, this life, but I'm going I'm to just say it for the last time. All right. You promise? All right. So, black people. Let's say we all idealistically believe in voting, right? Voting works perfectly. Every vote counts. Black, white, Puerto Rican, or Asian. Um, and all the other girls across the U.S. nation. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, let's say all those all those things happen, right? Let's say, fuck it, black people are the majority in this this fucking magical world that we live in. That every vote counts, mm-hmm. right? Black people are the majority. We have the strong you know, arm and everything, like in in the same way that white people tend to have. In uh, this nation, we lose. A white supremacist wins. Somehow, we don't know how he wins. He wins for president. We're the majority. Black people, are the majority. Are we letting that shit happen? Hell no. So why the fuck do we think this could happen on the other side? <laughs> white people are just so great. They just love us so much that. That they they will I've let had, this shit happen. I've had that argument. I was like, yo, when we become the majority, then what? Because I'm not saying that colonization doesn't play a big role in the we become a majority. We will of, never become the majority of power and resources in in a country like Africa. We'll die before we become the majority. But I do. I, do, I hear definitely, um, which is why I've always kind of pushed the narrative. Like, yeah, it may just be time to leave. Like we've seen great exodus from with them with other European countries coming to America to gain a certain type of freedom or live a certain type of lifestyle. Like, it might just be time for us to start considering that for ourselves. And that's what another one of those things that I feel very 
I'm conflicted about because it's damn near a conversation that don't need to be had. Like, not out loud. You need to, well, not outside of the privacy of your own home one-on-one. Like, people kind of need to keep some of this shit to themselves. Like, you discuss too many of these ideas out in the open, and that's how you get got because everybody know what your next move is. But I don't think this, we slowly looking at the the decline of the first world. Gas prices going crazy. Price of chicken is astronomical. I bought a four pack of boneless chicken breast. I should have just deboned it myself. But I bought a four pack of boneless chicken breast for eighteen dollars. Yeah. For eighteen dollars. Tell somebody about that. Like, yo, this shit and it's not good. it's not shit even be like nine dollars, bro. It's not it's not good chicken. Yeah. It's not even good chicken. Yeah. I got back bro to the States. I was like, yo, what the what fuck is happening? Happened? Fuck happens since I've been gone, yo. This shit's crazy. Fucking steak is cheaper. We ain't stopped still selling thighs. I didn't know. I thought this was just a temporary thing. I didn't even know that was. Hmm. That's rough. What happens when the thighs go low? What y'all doing then? Beak stop. <laughs> <laughs> back stop. <laughs> Got fried chicken backs. <laughs> Uh, bone stop <laughs> We took the bones out Seasoned those <laughs> Tossed them in lemon pepper salt <laughs> Gizzard stop <laughs> <laughs> I think they sell gizzards Yeah got to Damn man you Ain't got no choice man Alright man Rick yeah. Ross ain't fucking right on <laughs> That's it Everyday hustling Kiss this game goodbye man Yeah Might as well Pack it up. Start figuring out what your escape plan is. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I music or some shit. But um, yeah. What else you got? All right. So Drake drop. Honestly, never mind. Um, it's the the rollout for this is interesting. Hated it. <laughs> Not going. I haven't heard it. Hey, I haven't heard it either. So it's kind of it's interesting. It's ironic that we're having this conversation. But let's talk about it. Fuck it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a house album. Uh. Let's just throw that out there. Shout out L.O. Cool J. <laughs> All right. It's, it's a deep, deep cut. cut yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you you got to have your third eye open to get that one. It's an argument we've had many a time. I just, you know, it's one of those arguments that I just bring up when I'm reminded about arguments. <laughs> the ghost of old fights. <laughs> no, they should have got that, bro. <laughs> That's Come on, man. It's right here in front of us. <laughs> I've been here before. Anyway. But it's a it's an old New Jersey club music, which is funny because um, there was a time when, like the first early days of SoundCloud, when I was really fucking with um, New Jersey club music. DJ Taz was one of the DJs I would I would check regularly. Shout Almost, out uh, New Jersey Devil. No, and uh, I don't know who that is, but I'm gonna check it because the conversation is being had <laughs> now of how long house music has been. And hip hop, and I thought the first thing that came to my mind was um, down on my luck. Vic Mensa was one of the best takes on house music in hip hop, um, my personal favorite. But they also pointed like out, super late though. They, uh, done well though. It's there are a lot more jungle brothers like definitely. Kinda, yeah, you kind of um, disrespecting. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just talking about what I prefer. Um, but Jungle Brothers, uh, Tribe had a house moment. Um. There was a, and I think a lot of that came Shout from. Shout out, uh, Tabby Bonet. Oh, Tabby Bonet was another one, too. Yeah, DC. DC legend. He was doing house rap for a minute. Who else? There was somebody else out of DC, I mean, shout too. Shout out Wale. I mean, he was doing Baltimore Club music. He got a song called Baltimore Club Music. So, shout out Wale, too. Yeah. Um, um, shout out to um, Young Link. Young, Young Leak. Shout Young Leak, man. Uh, Rockefeller legend. Uh, Baltimore legend. Uh, Jiggle it. Um, he had a little Baltimore club joint back in the day. Back in uh, the early aughts. Mm. 2001, 2005 era. Yeah. Young He's, Leak. Yeah, yeah. He signed to Def Jam Rockefeller. Um, but um, shout out to everybody that's in the Baltimore, D.C. area. I don't... Uh, I'm not... Super familiar with all the artists, but I know it's been around. You know what I'm saying? I'm not the big uh, sex music nigga, but uh, (laughs) 
for all the people that send all that weird sex music. I'm going to keep saying it like that. <laughs> <laughs> Conservative draft. <laughs> Make niggas feel, feel awkward about themselves. Follow me. <laughs> this is work your shoulders music. Yeah, yeah. All that weird sex music. Uh, once again, uh, I didn't really <laughs> listen to, but... Uh, this nigga draft anti-fun as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't need, I don't need another random nigga that I've never met to coach me along fucking but <laughs> it's just me though <laughs> give me that dick give me that dick I'm like nigga I don't I don't need you here dog like I already enjoy giving my bitches dick <laughs> need a coach need for you, it I don't need you intervening on the entertainment yeah yeah it's nothing it's nothing I need out of that but uh it's yeah it's crazy that you took it like that I always felt like that. I never mm. played music during sex, but that's just all another conversation. Just always thought it was weird. All them niggas are, oh yeah, this is fucking music and shit. Man, I don't need. I should have get me the want pussy nigga. That was that. Oh yeah, Trey Songz here. Now I like bitches. Like, <laughs> what's up with niggas, man? That's why I don't be around niggas. Oh shit. That's why I don't hang around niggas. <laughs> this nigga just broke the fourth wall. <laughs> this is all zeros and ones, huh? <laughs> Damn, bro. Niggas always ask me why I don't be around, bro. That's why. <laughs> like sex music. What's R&B? I just don't need a nigga to teach me how to fuck bitches. <laughs> I just never understood that. Like, oh, my God. That's why I was never into R. Kelly. Like, that's when the whole R. Kelly shit, like, crashed. The whole market niggas like, bro, I'm still listening to R. Kelly, boy. Mood music and shit. Like, yeah. I like bitches on my own, nigga. Like, yeah. I don't need that weird-ass nigga to help me like hoes, nigga. What the fuck? What is up with niggas, man? But that's just me, man. <laughs> a nigga who sees a woman and finds her attractive without a nigga, like, whispering in my ear to help me and shit. But, yeah, man. A lot of R&B was really intrusive. It was... Now rap is kind of turned into that where everybody's trying to fuck your bitch. It's a lot more aggressive. If I'm going to play some shit, like, for the hoes, it's going to be, like, really just going to be for me. Like, oh, I'd rather play some, like, some Amy Winehouse or some shit. <laughs> like, nigga, I'm going to play some, like, some shit that I just really connect to. But it's a woman talking to me, you know what I'm saying? It's not In a room, not even in sex, in a in a sexual capacity, but, like, if I'm in a room with a woman, I want to play music that don't have words. Like, I don't want to have to, I don't want you to be too zoned in on what's being said in the song, and I don't want to be too distracted by what's being said in the song, especially if we, like, talking or some shit. I notice that in a lot of restaurants. Like, a lot of restaurants don't play music with, yeah. like, they're heavy on lyrics, unless you go into an Applebee's or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, true. Or, like, a sport a bar or some shit. Yeah, they're going to be playing Bumby or some shit. But nah, nah, that's facts. So you just go to a real restaurant, yeah, it's going to be playing, like, but, uh, I don't know. I always felt like, I don't know, man. You know, you don't catch a line the same way you catch a zebra and shit. It just mm. depends when I'm, when I'm hunting at the time. You know what I'm saying? If I was in the market for a certain type of thing, then shit, nigga, I might need, might need Nikki talking about, you know what I'm saying, sucking 10 dicks or whatever the case is. You know what I'm saying? I might need that. But, yeah, it just depends what what the prey is. Uh, yeah. I don't know how we got here, but anyway, <laughs> um, Drake Drake uh, electronic seems to be uh, yeah, tapping uh, into the market of people who I think he's just trying to do a festival album. He, he's gonna tap into a different market. I th the bigger thing is the issue I have with albums like these is good or not, your notoriety plays a lot more into the type of response that the album gets. Like, Jay could drop a bad album and it's going to get a lot more plays than a great album from an artist who's not as well-known. So, some of the the dialogue I hear from the album doesn't seem like it's necessarily a critique. Like, it just sounds like another, like, dick ride. <laughs> you know what I mean? They, you got so many fans that are just going to be loyal regardless of whether you drop good good music or bad music. Like, there's nobody listening with a critical ear. Um, what I will say is Jimmy Cooks is crazy. Jimmy Cooks is the one song I did listen to, and that shit's hard. But um, aside from that, 
gonna listen to it when I get when I when I'm absolutely forced to. Um, then we'll see how I feel. Like it's a, it's it's an interesting take on what I think his arc on music is. It feels like an opportunity to get out of a a, a deal, like just to drop an album like that, and it be so abstract. A lot of comparisons to 808s and Heartbreaks too. Yeah, I don't know, man. Um, maybe it's just the old nigga in me, but I feel like Drake is like a little, a little, uh, a little young for my ears. It's like, why would I listen to that? <laughs> like, to yeah. me, it's like it's like watching a Kevin Hart movie. <laughs> So I mean, yeah, I mean it's Kevin Hart. I mean, he's a big star, blah blah blah. Just don't, I mean, I don't need to see every little thing that he does. It's just I don't, I don't, I don't. I don't I mean, you know, Kevin Hart does Kevin Hart shit. It's kind of mm-hmm. how I feel about Drake. I feel like Drake is the rapping Kevin Hart. It's like J Lo. Yeah, I mean nobody rushing to see like Out of Sight again. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Why trying to watch the sale in their free time? Yeah. <laughs> like, what is we doing? We just, like we we respect J Lo for who she enough, is, but niggas. we just yeah. It's enough. Yeah. Enough. <laughs> enough. <laughs> just somebody, made in Manhattan, bro. <laughs> Sometimes this Somebody tells you enough, bro. That's like the ultimate disrespect that they can tell you. Yeah. They just tell you enough. Cause you got more, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, bro, that's they've enough, had bro. enough. Yeah. yeah, I've had enough. <laughs> <laughs> enough. <laughs> Shout out J Lo, man. Yeah, yeah. Keep doing your thing, man. Just stop acting. Yeah. Um. Start I guess the last topic on another. Acting like he's talking some dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a random story how she got beef with Shakira about having to share the stage with her during the Super Bowl, and I was like. Either one of them was at the Super Bowl. I didn't know either one of y'all were there. I don't even know what Super Bowl they're speaking of. And the fact that you feel some type of way, it's like, man. Jayla don't like it because Shakira the bigger artist, but. Yeah, she don't like to say it. Yeah. She tapped more in her market. Yep. And she's a. She's like, she, damn, when I come to America, I'm the shit. But, like, when I hit the Spanish country, Shakira probably ooh, running that motherfucker. Ooh, boy. boy. <laughs> <laughs> that crowd don't hit crowd, the same, Yeah, but some crowd's different, bro. You ain't got a hips don't lie. Yeah, like, you ain't got a hips don't lie. Yeah, ja Rule can't say you this time. Yeah. You, you, you still Jenny from the block. Where you walk, <laughs> where you talk. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're real, bro. bro. <laughs> ja Rule can't save you. <laughs> that shit crazy. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't really want to talk about this other topic. It feels too heavy. Like, I'm tired of talking about... um. Black people being project, uh, portrayed in a negative light. Um, so, I'm going to skip it. We can talk about what we've been watching and what we've been listening to. Yeah, it's going to be a quick one. Uh, shout out to everybody that's been staying in tune. So, we'll get into what I've been watching. I've been watching The Boys. So, I watched The Boys. Mm. Uh, we can talk about The Boys. You just mm. watched a new episode? Yep, yep, yep. How'd you feel about it? Uh, I thought it was... All right, so, deep dive. I thought it was a really good episode. Um I think it touched on a lot of aspects of the real world media that we've experienced and kind of felt like, yeah, this is a piece of shit. Like, or this is some bullshit. Let's. I love the Black Lives Matter aspect. That, took on it. that was perfect, bro. Especially in, in the realm of celebrity. Uh, another that. show that I feel like is highlighting the aspect of if you act white, you white. Mm-hmm. Like A-Train is trying so hard yep. to fit in with a certain type of personality that he's afraid to be himself. Just in a natural environment with his brother. Even with his brother, yeah. In his neighborhood. Like, he, yeah. he always got to put on the show. Like, yeah, hey, what's, up? Like, what's, what's up with this, this nigga, bro? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that aspect of it and the fact that Soldier Boy, which I think is a hilarious nod to. Bro, hilarious. <laughs> like, everybody from Atlanta is like, nigga, come oh, on. We bro. on, bro. Yeah. If Soldier Boy find out about the boys, y'all niggas in trouble. <laughs> it's a check. This got to be cut. <laughs> Soldier Boy. In this with, hole. <laughs> with the Captain America plays. Man. Crazy, bro. So, and even the Thor nod that they had in the last episode, like how Dude couldn't pick up his shield. Oh, like, yeah, he's an amalgamation yeah, yeah. of, of all, a bunch of different superheroes, yeah, like all that the, type. The, yeah, the, he's the Marvel aspect. Of, of the, the hunk, the hunk superhero America, just like boy. Homelander is a DC aspect yeah, of uh, like, a shitty Superman, yeah, Superman, yeah, um, yeah. or egotistical Superman. Yeah, he's like um, Thor and Captain America. Yeah, facts. Yeah, but his uh, his characters, 
I would like to hear what the writers or the director had to say about the the aspects of his character because it's really nuanced. Like a lot of the metaphors of him blacking out when he blows up, him being a, a POW and left in Russia, and his team kind of abandoning him have a lot of nods to the way America treats veterans today. Mm. And they come back home and they're fucked up. Yeah, and nobody it, remembers me. And, uh, and, I didn't even think about and they, that. Aspect. And all they do is blow up and uh, black out yeah. and all these people are dead. Yeah. Mm. And how often this happens, especially considering, not to say that that there are a lot of trained soldiers who come back and be domestic terrorists, but... The ambition to become a domestic terrorist and that ideal is always coming from a patriotic aspect. Like everybody thinks they're doing, they're doing their due diligence as a citizen by supporting their views and being willing enough to kill or and or die for. And yeah, even the the breakdown on uh like all the drugs he was doing, like all the terrible food he was eating. Yeah, like yeah, he's just yeah. kind of a shell of what he was back when even though he was a piece of shit before but he's a shell of what he was back when he was at his height and Homelander trying to fight him or him and Homelander having beef is him trying to keep from being what he sees in his hero like all that dialogue between like yo you used to be my idol like I used mm-hmm. to look up to you he sees himself becoming his worst enemy and now he's got to yeah. deal with like it kind of made me think about like if you watch the Captain America series, when they had a new Captain America, um, and he's like kind of like evil and he's like working for the government and shit, but it's like kind of like the vice versa. But it's interesting, like the way they like put Homelander kind of in the Donald Trump role a little bit too. It's interesting the way they play him like that. Like the American people know I'm telling the truth. This is all fake news and all this type mm-hmm. of shit. I like it's interesting the way they. They they move these characters into uh, prominent figures that we like know very well inside like the flaws of our government, even like the Spanish chick being her being the head popper. It's just like it made me think about uh, what's the Spanish joint that uh, works for New York? AOC. Yeah, Ella. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, you know it's a pretty Spanish chick, and she's like fighting, trying to get these bills passed, but she's like in bed with the wrong people and all this shit. It's, it's really good, man. I really enjoyed this episode. The A-Train uh, fold was beautiful. <laughs> I'm glad he finally killed uh, Blue Hawk. Um, which yeah, that was a, that was really uh, <laughs> very nostalgic. Yeah, he yeah, dragged yeah. this nigga down a yeah, country road. Yeah, that shit was perfect, bro. Yeah, man. A little Emmett Till, a little Emmett Till force. Yeah, they gave us that. And I loved it. <laughs> Cause, cause fucking uh, A Train, he been a sellout for the past two seasons, man. I was like, man. And he apologized to Huey. Yeah, yeah, he kept it real, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think A Train was like a bad guy. I just think that this nigga was a victim. Yeah, of his victim. own success to a certain extent. Yeah. Like, he ain't have enough moral fortitude to withstand all the popularity that came with. Until he got in too deep. Until yeah. he's like, by the time he realized like the the gravity of what he was doing. It's like, yeah, I'm already a piece of shit right by now, so I kind of got to just do what I do. But, yeah, I love that dragon scene, man. Fuck Blue Hawk. Blue Hawk was on some fuck shit, bro. Mm-hmm. And then all, all soup, soup lives matter, bro. What we'll the fuck? fuck that shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> and you put my brother in the chair, nigga? Yeah. He, he, man, his that brother was a real man. nigga, too, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Told him from jump. Yeah. <laughs> you, think, you think he, spoiler alert, you think he going to kick the bucket? You think he dead for real? Oh, you don't think he dead for real? A train? Yeah, A train dead, bro. I think A train dead. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't think. I don't, I don't think they bullshitting with us with that. I'm I, surprised he lasted this long. Same on the low. Because uh, I'm just like, bro, he's so unlikable, bro. Yeah. Like, you know, even with him snitching on, like, I just, I was waiting for him to be redeemable. That Kente Claw suit. Yeah, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad for A-Train, yeah, man. He kind of got to kick the bucket. We got to get A-Train to fuck up out of here. I just knew he was going to come through with an old boy that was in the uh, the boy band, bruh. I just thought, I thought he was going to be Soldier Boy. Mm. The nigga was in the boy band. That, uh, yeah, I know you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
That's who I thought. Like I remember seeing the previews. I'm like, oh, they got a they got a new nigga in here. Just gonna <laughs> gonna give Homelander the shits, bro. But ah, uh, bro, that nigga off quick. Bro, quick as fuck, bro. I'm like, oh, that's my nigga, bro. Like, we didn't even get to see his powers, bro. Mm. Like, Supersonic. <laughs> I think he was just fast. Was he? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm like we didn't, but we didn't really get to see him in action at mm. all, bro. Like, yeah, the arc on Huey and Starlight's relationship is kind of interesting. I mean, too. Huey and um. Butcher, Butcher dog, yeah. Like their, their fucking spin into madness is yeah. interesting. The way they're slow, because I feel like that's gonna, that's gonna like have like that that whole idea is gonna come to a head at some point. Like, like them taking this this compound V over and over, and you know, like they're making it seem like it's a bit addictive. I seen Huey go in his ear. He, he had the green shit in yeah. his ear and shit like. And the way they tapping it up like heroin, like they, they mm. slapping their veins and shit. Yeah, I'm interested to see how that comes to a head. Uh, shout to Mother's Milk, bro. He didn't mm. give a fuck, bro. He's ready to die. He really let Soldier Boy murk him and shit. But um, yeah, shout out to everybody that's a fan of the boys. I want to do a deep dive with the boys because I feel like we never really do that. Mm. Um, and uh, we both just watched it. So uh, what else you watch? I'll let you uh, keep going. I watched a. Look it up because I wrote it down. Bear on uh, Hulu is this uh, show about a chef who went to New York and worked for a couple major restaurants out there. Um, some James Beard Award winning uh, restaurants. Anything, anybody who's into food or fine dining knows that James Beard Award is up there with Michelin stars. Like they're very, very prestigious amongst chefs and restaurants. Um, but he comes back home in order to manage or run a restaurant that his brother left him after he committed suicide. And it's just a Italian beef, um, family style Chicago restaurant. And they, they've got a limited menu, but since he's come back and starts managing the restaurant, he brings sort of a, you know, a, a more re- refined menu to the actual store or the actual establishment. So he's got, like, some fine dining pieces on there. He picks up this new chef, and the story just kind of unfolds as she kind of gets acclimated to the environment that's already there and him getting accustomed to having to, like, bear the load of running a restaurant. I don't know if it's a genre, but I have been watching a lot of movies that had to deal with kitchen environments or dramas. There's another one called Boiling Point that's really good. I don't remember. It's a foreign film. I don't remember any of the actors in it, but um, one of the dudes in it, the main character. Let me look it up. Uh, but he's been in a lot of American films. I think he was in... um. Green Street Hooligans. Let's see what his name is. Stephen Graham is the guy's name. But yeah, uh, Boiling Point is another really good movie just about the type of personalities that are in the kitchen, uh, the things you deal with, how much of a sport it really is, trying to figure out how to be three and four steps ahead so you don't have to be slowed down when there's an opportunity to take advantage, and how much that fucks up the ebb and flow of work in that environment. Like, it's just interesting. Being a fan of food, I think think it's dope that when people are actually able to get it done right. I'm sure it's kind of like watching ER and working in a hospital. Like, you critique it from the angle of, like, this isn't authentic at all, or this is done really, really well. But Bear is good, not to mention it being really entertaining. Um, Lionel, Lionel Boyce, one of the guys from Loiter Squad, plays a character named Marcus on that on that show and uh it was dope to see him because i was like damn is that that's buddy from that other shit bro like oh shit it's good to see him actually in an acting role um especially because that odd future bar is so high when it comes down to changing roles as far as entertainment is concerned taco you know was on um dave and had a reoccurring role a really a, a major role he was a main character on that show as well um so that was another thing that I thought was really appealing. The show is actually produced by Maddie Matheson for all those people who are fans of uh what's the name of that shit? Nothing. Munchies. 
<laughs> but Munchies, the Vice, the food uh, channel that Vice has under the Vice banner. Um, but Munchies had a show with Maddie Matheson. It was pretty good. It was along the same angles of what um, Action Bronson was doing with Fuck That's Delicious and everybody trying to be like the god, you know, Anthony Bourdain. Uh, shout out Anthony Bourdain, you know, RIP the legend. I watched Roll Runner again. I watched it like twice in the past month. It's like my Rocky. <laughs> like those types of movies I treat like like Italians watch Rocky. You just watch it for a weekend and get charged up. Um and to go. Go. Yeah. Beat on black people. Hell yeah. Yeah, no, I'm just fucking around. But yeah, yeah. No. And Russians. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I really enjoy Road Runner. And in real life, uh w- never mind. Uh, uh <laughs> yeah, nah, but I really enjoyed Road Runner. I thought uh, Anthony Bourdain was one of the more uh, inspirational uh, dudes for me. I know people probably like saw that documentary and thought it was really sad, but I found it inspirational in a lot of ways. It, it gave a real honest perspective of what it's like to be successful and still have real issues I think with identity, with the the idea of what you're trying to do and how, how everything's played out. Like, I felt like he was... I just think it was just, like, a real idea of what being successful is. I don't think there's no caveats to it. I mm. just think, like, yeah, every successful people has, person has problems. He just was open enough to display those problems in a in a very uh, honest way. So I enjoyed it, and I appreciated him, the openness of the documentary. But go on, I'm sorry. Uh, what else have I been watching? That's it. Um, oh, the old man. I'm still kind of slow walking my way into it. The first two episodes are kind of slow. Um, but it, I was telling you earlier, it gives me the same type of feel that the Born Identity series gives. And it has the potential to be good. I'm going to watch the third episode. I know I haven't finished it yet, but I started it. Um, it's uh, it's interesting how a lot of the, the movies I like, like... Um, the old man instantly gave me the same feel of no country for old men. All the movie genres that I liked are slowly making their way into television series, which I think is cool. Even with shows like Atlanta, the Afro surrealism that we see in movies like Jordan Peele's us or what was the other shit that he did? Um, get out. I can't believe I forgot that. Uh, Get Out and the up-and-coming Note. You see those same type of narratives in shows like Atlanta or shows like Woke. Like they're, everybody's kind of trying to figure out a way to express these ideas on a on a more broader on a broader spectrum. Yeah, um, I think it's definitely an interesting way to display uh, black pain. The way they do it in uh, via surrealism. So. Um, uh, I uh, black creators keep creating, keep uh, pushing the boundaries of what black creativity is. We definitely appreciate you here at the Wash Gods. What yeah, else man. you got? Uh, what I've been listening to, I found this West Side Gun song with uh, Sauce Walker, Lakers versus the Rockets. Oh, yeah, that joint's hard. Hard. Um, them niggas be cooking up, bro. Man. Westheimer still go crazy. Westheimer is stupid. That's that's what made me listen to this one because I was like, yeah, this shit got to be perfect. And I've been keeping that uh, Dangerous Derringer Sauce Walker freestyle, that off-the-block freestyle. Yeah. I stay with that on repeat for some reason. That was, that was when I first learned that Sauce Walker was... That like that. Was, yeah, dead nice. Yeah. Oh, this nigga dead nice, bro. This nigga didn't even say nothing. He kept yeah, it humble yeah, for a yeah, while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that nigga was cooling. But. Yeah, he's, he's had a couple of other songs that I've liked previously like him just rapping over other soul samples almost like like you so you, like, you listen to nigga like ti like he give me like early ti vibe yeah you can tell he's like from that cloth ti yeah. the two chains those those cats that niggas knew like could rap over trap beats but when you heard him on that soul beat it's like oh shit nigga i ain't you know nigga had this little little shit in his bag it's like if matumbo like just stepped out and to the step back three pointer, I'm like nigga. Oh shit, nigga. nigga! Nigga, Shaq got the <laughs> Shaq got the step back, got the step back three in, in his bag, nigga. I didn't even know, nigga. Yeah, it's, now you're all the, fucked up. Running the lane, dropping dimes. Yeah, nigga. Yeah, Why yeah. does he even need to do that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. If they just let 
uh, Hakeem run point, uh, Elijah won one point one day. It's like, nigga, I didn't even know this was back. But yeah, seeing, yeah, hearing uh, uh, Sauce, Sauce on the uh, Derringer type beats, even the Alchemist joints, those joints, yeah, it's always crazy because I think he, he really gets busy on those. But what else you got? Uh, shout out Ricky Blue. Ricky Blue um, recently dropped a. Uh, I think it's called Pink House. Where's the Pink House freestyle? Um, yeah, shout out Ricky Blue. Shout out. We love you, Ricky Blue. Yeah, shout out Ricky, man. That's my nigga. I've seen him over the past few days. I saw Illustrate, man. Shout out Illa too, man. I've been... Uh, we love you, Illustrate. I've been listening to the project that he did with Louie. We went, we went through a deep dive on that, too. Talking about... It's interesting having friends in places where, like, you, you hear music and wonder what was going on in the studio, and you can actually be able to have these conversations. I'm ta- I'm just telling him about um, conversations I've had with Hayes about music and how a lot of those same conversations he's had with other artists in the studio just about like, how music is done and the ideas that go into how it's perceived, the anxiety that comes with working with a nigga who's like, I don't know about this one. Or like, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to put that out. And having a back and forth with a producer and be like, bro, just relax. <laughs> Chill out. But yeah. yeah, man, I've been uh yeah, I was gonna comment on something, but I'm just like, you know what, I can't even can't even do it. But yeah, it's a few artists that Illa didn't work with, and I'm just like, yeah, I don't fuck with that nigga. So, <laughs> he's like, yeah, come to the studio, bro, come, come cook up with us. I'm like, nah, you know what, I don't really fuck with this nigga. So uh yeah, I I respect Illa for him approaching it the same way, cause sometimes we have differences of opinion. But at the same time, like he he'll get where I'm coming from. I get where I'm coming from, where he's coming from in a lot of ways. So, mm-hmm. um, shout out Louis Price, man. Um, I think it's called a minute till midnight or something like that. Um, shout out Louis Price. Um, we are rooting for you, man. Uh, you are officially family because you fucking with Ella, so you yeah, fucking with definitely. the gods. Um, yeah, shout out to you. Shout out, uh, B Price too. Um, that's all. You, that's all you got. Yeah, that's really all I've been listening to. Not a lot of music. Oh, podcast. Um, Flagrant Two with uh, Stevo. In the process of listening to that now, um, I think I talked about this last podcast, but I did listen to it again. The Dollop, Denny McLean. Uh, I think I was yeah, halfway listening about to that it. Joint. Yeah. I think I was halfway listening to it then. The story gets so much crazier. Again, I think pictures are like. They're the psychopaths of baseball. Like, anytime you deal with boxers, like, I think there's a certain level of CTE that comes with pitching. I don't know how. I don't know where. But all of them seem a little throat. Um, no mussy. Uh, Legion of Skanks, Ari Shafir, and Brendan Sagalow. Um, I've been getting into Matt and Shane's secret podcast. I can't give you any episodes but some of them are absolutely ridiculous they have one where they did with uh they did with Louis ck recently where they're just talking about presidents and they go through like all however many presidents we have it shows how tapped into history i am but um nice for some reason they have like it, both Louis ck and um shane mcgillis have an extensive knowledge about american presidents i think it's because they're white I'm just gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna agree with that. Yeah, I can't. I can't think of any other reason why they'd give a fuck about white men trading cards or you know, sports. I mean, stats you know, what I'm politics. saying like, eh, if I was a tree and you told me that like trees ran the world and you had to make me remember all the other trees that were world runners. It's <laughs> world, <laughs> world running trees. <laughs> Things that ran the whole world. It's like, nigga, yeah, nigga, I probably remember those five trees. I mean, or ten trees that actually accomplished it. So I just feel like that's that's what it is. With, like with white men, it's like, nigga, they don't look at that shit like they're the president of the United States. They feel like, nigga, I'm the king of the world. Nigga, shout to Simba. Mm. Uh, shout to Leonardo DiCaprio. No, about to say, nigga, shout out. <laughs> <laughs> shout out whatever that nigga name was nice with that pencil. Yeah. Shout Titanic. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kate Winslet, you a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah, yeah. When white men hear that shit, then they, they, they feel like they're the king of the world. So, like, yeah, nigga, it's memorable shit, nigga. If you knew, like, 50 people that look just like you ran the entire world, then they got stories about you. Yeah, nigga. You got slave teeth. Yeah. yeah it's kind of. But that's all right, you got? Man. Yeah, that's all I got. 
Uh, I've been listening to. Uh, I, I kind of dove back into music, not not too heavy. Just been getting back into my old school vibe. So I got a little playlist. Um, it's just a lot of old school shit. So shout out Tina Marie out on the limb. I've been playing it a lot. Um, Glow, Rick James, um, Grandma's Hands, Bill Withers, um, Shop Around, The Miracles, um, Is It Because I'm Black, Sly Johnson, um, Hurry Up This Way Again, The Stylistics, um, Work To Do, The Isley Brothers, Searching. Nigga, them niggas got loose. It got crazy loose. Oh, ah. <laughs> <laughs> niggas got work to do, nigga. <laughs> it <a> did work. <laughs> got a job, baby. Baby. Mm, uh, searching, Roy Ayers. Um, also another good one. Uh, the Makers of You, Curtis Mayfield. Mm, they have you seen that dude that walks up on niggas in New York, and it's just like, uh, it's like, hey, what are you listening to? And they'll tell them what they're listening to. Yeah, I kind of. Or like, or like, hey, what's your what's the what's your favorite love song? Yeah. yeah. If anybody ever asked me what my favorite love song is, it's Making to You. Yeah. Gladys Knight though, I like I. But the song was written by Curtis Mayfield, so I feel like if I say Gladys Knight, I'm giving them both a nod because. I feel yeah, you. Like some a, people like different renditions of uh, different songs, so I ain't mad at you. Uh, Golden Time of Day, uh, Frankie Beverly and mm. Maze. Um, Heavy. Who, who can I run to? Uh, the Jones girls. Uh, I'm gonna keep it going. Are you man enough? Four tops. Um, your daddy loves you. Gil Scott Heron. I still believe Brenda K. Star. Um, leave me alone. Michael Jackson. Zoom. The Commodores. Mm, heavy. Uh, Backstabbers. The OJ's. Another one. Uh, the True Fats, So Good to Be Alive. Uh, a new joint, uh, Out of Time, The Weeknd. And Baby Come to Me, Regina Bell. So, uh, that is it on the music front. That's it's a solid fun. list. Yeah. Spotify? I, yeah. All right. I'm going to probably post. Send it. Yeah, I'm going to post that playlist soon. Um, as far as podcasts is concerned, I've been listening to the Knuckleheads. Oh, Knuckleheads been on their shit, bro. Knuckleheads been lit. Um, I need to find some other shit to listen to. Uh, so. and, Andre Miller. Uh, you Andre Miller got a basic game. Shout out Cameron. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he talked about his basic ass game too. Shout out he the black John Stockton. Shout out Andre Miller. Uh, Allen Houston too. One of the dopest nicknames in basketball history. H2O. Because <laughs> the nigga jumper was water, bro. And this nigga was number 20, bro. And his last name, Houston, bro. H2O is crazy, bro. It's a crazy-ass mm. nickname. That's one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nigga killed that shit, bro. Shout out Allen Houston, uh, New York Nick Great. Uh, if anybody was around in the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, know. Allen Houston, Marcus that, Canby. Yeah. Chris those, Childs era. Bro, yeah, the era was, was something crazy, I bro. think you had a little bit of Spreewell in there, too. Yeah, some Spreewell in there, too, yeah. Mm-hmm. Early 2000s. Anthony Mason. Anthony Mason. <laughs> Charles uh, Oakley. Yeah, Grandma Ma, Larry Johnson. Oh, uh, yeah. Yep. Uh, a lot of head busters, boy. Yep, yep, yep. Shout out Chris Brown. He was on Drink Champs this week. I just listened to that this morning. Shout out Chris Breezy. I enjoyed it. Good episode. I like Chris Brown, man. He's he's a phenomenal artist. Phenomenal, phenomenal artist. Uh, NBA The Ringer. They've just been doing draft uh, pre and post joints. So the draft just passed. Shout out to uh, Pablo Ranchero. I think his name is or some shit like that. Whatever his name is. Shout out to him. Sounds delicious. Mm-hmm. Shout out Chet Holmgren. Uh, number two pick by the Oklahoma City Thunder. And uh, Jabari Smith. Uh, number three pick by the uh, Houston Rockets. So shout out to the new draft picks. Shout out to y'all, man. And shout out to everybody else that was selected. The other uh, 55 picks. 58 picks in the draft. So yeah, shout out to the other 50, uh, 55 guys that are now uh, in the league. Shout out to... Um, Sharif O'Neal just Sharif got O'Neal. signed by the yeah, Lakers. Scottie Pippen Jr. Yeah, yeah. They both got signed to the Lakers this this week. So, uh, good luck on your NBA journeys. Y'all, yeah, y'all Rumble, have a young man Rumble. I'm yeah. Shout out to Sharif O'Neal, man. He definitely yeah. talked a lot about how this decision was him kind of stepping out on his own. And like, yeah, because he didn't really play that well in college. So, yeah. that was like a big But big he was thing. also hurt. 
for yeah, a good part of that yeah. career. Yeah, so he had he, he really had heart to, issues. Yeah, so yeah. he had surgery, got yeah. back. I think to get to this point, it took a lot. I think if he's going to bet on himself, that's a, a very admirable thing, man. So shout out Sharif O'Neal, man. I look forward to seeing you playing in the league. Yeah, yeah. So we will definitely be tuned in to, uh, tuned in to Summer League. That's a full circle moment, nigga. Sharif O'Neal is going to be in the NBA. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember watching Blue Chips, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy. I still haven't seen Blue Chips to this day. It's not good. Yeah, I figured. Yeah, it's not good um, we were talking about what I've been listening to. Uh, I said Drink Champs, uh, Chris Breezy, writes the Ricky Sanchez podcast as always. Another draft preview. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, stuff you should know. Uh, I've been uh, I've been really diving into stuff you should know like crazy lately. So um, let me just highlight some of my favorite joints that I've been listening to. Cause I didn't touch them on a, a touch on them on the last podcast. So uh, Black Loyalist was really great. They talked about like it's kind of crazy, bro. So uh, it's basically like a lot of Black people that moved to Canada, and yeah, it's just like a whole nother like layer to the like the slave trade that people never really get to hear about. So shout out to uh, stuff you know for highlighting them. Uh, what else I got? Hold on. Let me just find it. Um, sorry, I listened to a lot this week. Um, how spiritualism works. Um, oh, yeah. Adidas versus Puma, a sibling rivalry. It talks about the two brothers that started Adidas and Puma, which I really didn't. I never knew to this point. So I didn't either. Yeah. They're brothers that started those companies. Yeah. Which is, uh, I thought it was really crazy. Um, that had to be a crazy war in the 80s. It wasn't in the 80s. It was in uh, like the 40s or 50s. It during like Hitler times and shit. Back then? Yeah. That's Damn. when Adidas and Puma was started. Yeah. Huh. One's name is Adi. I forget what the other one name was, but it has nothing to do with Puma. But Adi obviously started Adidas. Mm, yeah, two German dudes, or I mean, not German dudes, but some Eastern European dudes. But uh, yeah, so I think that was interesting. Uh, other than that, uh, the, the true story of the Black Klansmen was very good. It's not at all like the movie. I know people would love that, but it's not that. Oh, Marcus Garvey, Black Moses was a great episode. Oh, the Somerton man. This is great. Uh, the baffling case of the body on the Somerton beach. A random two dude, fully clothed, washed up on a beach in Florida. Uh, I think it was Florida. I don't know where Somerton is. but uh, Oh, I'm sorry. It's in Australia. But it washed up on a beach in Australia. Fully clothed. That's close enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much the same place. Mm. Um, uh, washed up on a beach in Australia. Fully clothed. No ID, no nothing. And they had to, like, ID him. This is back in, like, 1950. Really interesting. They never found out who he was. He happened to have a random book with him. He had a suitcase with him. He died with a cigarette in his hand. And a cigarette washed up there with him? No, nah, like, he like he washed up, apparently, like, pulled himself to shore. He pulls, like, some cigarettes out, I guess. I guess maybe they're in his luggage. They didn't get too wet. Lights a cigarette, dies within his hand, like lit, like still smoking it. What was the cause of death? It's in an, it was it was in 1948, so much yeah, 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 forensics test was in that. But it's a uh, definitely a very interesting story. They like the more research they did, they found out like the stitching on his shirt was like American base, and he had this book that was in a whole nother language, was like in. Some other language, it was crazy, bro. But yeah, very interesting. The Summerton Man, uh, the the body that washed up on Summerton Beach. That is episode April. That's on April twelfth, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I guess I'll just leave it at that. Well, all right, man. This has been another one. I don't know what number we're on. We should figure know. it out. It's probably like ninety, ninety one. I think it is at this point. Uh, did I talk about what I've been watching? Did I say that? We talked about the boys. Oh, uh, uh, Doctor Strange. Oh. Uh, yeah, Doctor Strange is really dope, man. I'm really late. 
But I'm sure a lot of people are just like me. They were waiting for it to, shit to hit Disney Plus. And uh, I love Doctor Strange, man. I thought it was really dope. Um, I love the Fantastic Four nod. I love the X-Men nod. Um, if you're not like a comic book nigga, you might not really enjoyed it. Like as mm-hmm. far as just like pure entertainment value, I don't know how high it was. But um, I think like as a Marvel fan, I definitely enjoyed it. Um, there's There were a, a few plot holes that I noticed. Um, just, just, just plainly stupid. But uh, other than that, man, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the Black Captain Marvel. I enjoyed the British uh, Captain America or Captain, Captain Carter. Yeah, Captain Carter, Captain UK, or the fuck you want to call her. She had a shield and a rocket, so I'm fucking with her. I love uh, Patrick Stewart, the Professor X. Um, soiree that we had even though they all died within like milliseconds and shit but I still enjoyed it oh other than that I guess we'll just leave it at that uh, yeah I guess we'll just leave it at that that's fine alright so uh, we are washed never washed up you got anything else nope that's it man like subscribe share uh, appreciate y'all fucking with us uh, I'm Sean Luke Picard and I am Jersey Draft <laughs> <laughs> I stay black man. Yeah yeah Stay blackity black Stay black y'all Stay black y'all Stay blackity black Stay black y'all